Have you ever in your entire life seen anything so beautiful? I'm sorry, I don't know anything about stamps. Live from our own beds after our trip to the APS Stamp Show in Omaha, Nebraska, this is the award-winning Stamp Show here today, episode number 228, brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center. This is Tom. This is Cash. And Scott. And Mark. And Lloyd. So the APS show is over, and there's a lot to talk about. So let's start with the easy stuff. What did you guys all buy? I wasn't there. I bought nothing. Well, I did indeed get my Millard Fillmore cover. So the people who listen to the uh, pod, my podcast, uh, Relics of History, which, by the way, Relics of History, if you're looking for it, if it doesn't show up immediately... You can type in relics of history with no spaces dot podbean, like a lima bean, podbean.com. And uh, you can find it there. But I bought the Millard Fillmore cover. I was so ecstatic. It was just as great as I thought it would be. And I'm a happy, happy, happy camper. And as a matter of fact, uh, you spent hundreds of dollars on this. 500 bucks for it. And I hired an auction agent. Ah, yes. Yeah, who is the auction agent? That was me. Yes. <laughs> I didn't actually get paid because I'm not, I'm not very good at auction agenting, but <laughs> Well, you must have been okay. You won. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this was the highest price paid for a cover in that five-minute block. Oh, wow. Wow. But like I said, I had never seen a Millard Fillmore. He ran with the American Party, which was... A very interesting party. If you listen to the podcast, I won't go over it again. If you didn't listen to the podcast, shame on you. Um, but this is the only one that I have ever seen that's actually for Millard Fillmore and not the American party. Nice. Yeah. So what did you get? Because I, I know you got some stuff at the auction, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I bought, uh, well, I bought a uh, bunch of stuff at the auction, made some great buys. I'm going to yeah, be very busy. I saw those boxes. Yeah. yeah you you certainly did make a great buy. I wish I'd bothered to even look. I probably would have bid against you. <laughs> so did you pick up box lots? I even, lot? I even bought lots? a yeah. I bought box lots. I even bought a box lot of face postage. I didn't even know I was bidding on. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't got, accidentally yeah. raise your hand. Right. So uh, don't so, accidentally be in the room with Chris Harmer <laughs> as the auctioneer. That's right. Yeah. Why don't we give a shout out to Chris? Go ahead and uh, announce whose uh, auction it was and where he is and everything. Well, this is uh, Chris Harmer's auction, Harmer Show auction out of Petaluma, and uh, it is a uh, it, it is an auction that I never miss. He does uh, twice a year. Fantastic. Well, he person. has more auctions than that, but right. he always he uh, since Regency went away, I guess he's been doing the APS show. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and he does some in Portland, too, I think, too, as well. Yeah. 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 Great fellow, though. Great just, fellow. Just make sure while you're on the bidding floor, you don't check whether you put deodorant on that day. That's right. Yeah. Don't <laughs> don't blink your eye. Yeah. Don't you like know, the twitch Dick, your nose. The Dick don't, Van Dyke show. <laughs> don't wave at your buddy across the room. All right. For people who uh, haven't seen that, uh, like Dick Van Dyke gets a, instead of getting a wood, uh, wood painting, gets a good painting, and good isn't as good as wood. You, I guess you could do, hmm. do a little Google search and pull up that episode. 
That's the one where he bought an Artanaz painting. Yes. Which turns out to be Sinatra spelled backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and I bought about 100 stamps on the show floor. Oh. So Holy cow. How was the auction, by the way? It was uh, very well attended in person. Um, there were uh, phone bidders. There were bidders online. So, uh, Did yeah, you notice that? Because... I'll be honest, I got my Miller Fillmore cover for actually far less than I thought I would have to pay for it. Well, I, I spoke with Chris for, I don't know, maybe 30 seconds uh, yes, uh, Sunday afternoon after the last session had ended, and he said that it did slightly better than he expected, and a lot of that was thanks to the last day with all the box lots. Oh. Um, apparently the box lots uh, did better than uh, the rest of the auction but which uh, i'm kind of surprised with because uh, well you know people are looking to they want to actually do the finding yeah you know it's one thing to to fill spaces in your album knowing what you need and buying those specific things but it's another thing to get a whole collection and then kind of sift through it and see if somebody missed something well but which is part of the buying, reason why i think some of us collect yeah but you're buying box lots in omaha nebraska and Mark was lucky enough to have a person who was driving to Omaha that could bring back his boxes. But, you know, if I, if I didn't, and I, I'm, I'm the one who drove up. I drove because uh, PSE had a table there. We had a table. And so we have this big back banner, and we have these flags up, and we have acrylic on our table and everything. You know, we, we do it professional. And, but somebody's got to carry it there. And uh, so I drove up. It was uh, two days. But it was way worth it, and I honestly enjoy driving. But if I wasn't driving, it would be tough for me to buy a box lot. Yeah, you'd have to ship it. Yeah. I've shipped box lots before. It's not that bad. Okay, so I'm really curious, though. Lloyd. Yes. What did you find? Because of all the people in this room, you are the person who actually finds stuff. That I mean, Scott, you find stuff, but you pay a normal price for it. Lloyd finds stuff, and he'll find a five hundred dollars stamp, and he'll you know buy it for three dollars. That's mainly online. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, Lloyd has the time to sit there. He's very unassuming, and he's not recognized like I am. Oh yeah, that's so a biggie. That's a biggie. that's a big one. So he can sit there and go through a, a stamp dealer stock. And nobody will realize who he is or what he's looking for. And so he'll get some really good bargains. Oh, my favorite story is when uh, uh, Brian Metz, who used to work for PSE, he went to a stamp show, and he was picking out stuff for grading. And he picked some stuff out of a dealer's inventory, handed it to the dealer. The dealer took the stuff and put it on the back his back table. And well, that Brian, happened to me, not Brian. Yeah. Oh, it happened to you, oh, it too? it happened yeah. to me once, too, with a duck. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, and, uh, well, anyway, okay, so Brian, Scott, and Lloyd. <laughs> and they, he put it on the back table, and, you know, he's looking at him, oh, what the heck, and he, how much is it? And he goes, oh, those aren't for sale. What, what did they say to you, the same thing? No, you're going to get those graded. They're not for sale. <laughs> yeah, so what did you find, though? You. Mr. What I did find? Mr. Undercover person. Well, at shows, I don't look for U.S. I figure if you can afford a table at the APS show, you know what you're doing. And I cannot <laughs> make any money that way. <laughs> so I bought uh, all British Commonwealth used. Any good cities? 
Uh, all of them. Oh, okay. Because yeah. um, I know you. Well, that's what he looks for. Yeah, British yeah. Commonwealth town councils. Yeah, town councils and um, Madras Circle councils on India. I got a Imperial Post Office chop on a Hong Kong stamp. I did find a uh, kite log on a Nigerian uh, Silver Jubilee. Okay, hold on. Hold on. So, what? There's a, what? A, there's, a vari- there's a Stanley Gibbons variety. It's a, it's you a found, plate, a, you it's found a, a what on who? <laughs> it's a plate flaw. Yeah. yeah, it's a plate flaw on that's, um, that's recognized in the catalog and mm-hmm. has a huge premium. Yeah. Oh, how much of a premium did it have, and how much did you pay for it? Well, I had to buy the sets. It was I don't know, fifteen or twenty dollars, but the uh, stamp catalog is a hundred pounds. And then I so that's s- like hundred and thirty bucks, something like that. Yeah. But, you know, they go into my accumulation and never see the light of day again. <laughs> yeah, but it's still, you know, mm-hmm. ten times profit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, I found a, uh, I think it was like a, a one-shilling uh, Victorian England stamp that had been used in the Danish West Indies. Oh. So, but those are the only ones that specifically come to mind. You know, or I've had time to look up since I've been back from the show. Ah. <laughs> yeah. So, Scott, what did you get? Well, I got a couple of items. The first one I got was a number 75 on cover, or 79 on cover. Oh. That's the all-over A-grill. And, you know, it was properly identified by the by the dealer, and it came with a uh, British Philatelic Association certificate. Uh, but To was, the right, Reverend T.H. Vale, Doctor of Divinity. I, I thought it was a really cool cover, and it's something that'll go on the page with the grills, and it'll kind of dress up my collection a little bit. Kansas, a Kansas cover, and it's canceled all just off to the side, so the majority of the stamp is uh, yeah is you know free of cancel. Oh, why don't and because this is great because. It isn't that somebody soaked this off and damaged the perforations. Why don't you tell people why they don't do all-over grills? Yeah, well, I mean, if you all-over grill the sheet and you put perforations in it, when you tear the perforations, well, it tends to tear through the grill, too. And so most all-over grill stamps, in fact, pretty much all of them, have uh, perfaults of one sort or another. Uh, And so you just hope to get as few as possible when you when you find that stamp. It also makes the stamp look pretty ugly. Oh, absolutely it does. But I guarantee you're not going to reuse it. As, yeah. we, as, <laughs> as we like to say, normal for the issue. Yeah. Right, right. So the second thing I bought, I actually have to put my glasses on to read it because it's kind of cool. It says, Safe Conduct Certificate. Oh. And it's a... Uh, it was um, attention, United Nations soldiers. This certificate guarantees good treatment to any Chinese or North Korean soldier desiring to cease fighting. Take this man to your nearest officer and treat him as an honorable prisoner of war. Signed, Mark W. Clark, Commander in Chief, United Nations Forces. And it says the same thing in Korean and Chinese. So this was a leaflet or a. a that was dropped in North Korea during the or North. Actually, they were shot out of artillery shells uh, in North Korea yeah. during the Korean War. And if a soldier desired to get out of the fighting, he could go and surrender, basically surrender to the United Nations forces. And uh, I found this; it was neat. It looks like almost like money on the back. So 
if you're if you have it folded, uh, you wouldn't necessarily and your and your uh, commanding officer comes by and looks over your shoulder, you wouldn't necessarily be busted for having it. But um, we yeah, had, that we, was kind of neat to af- find. And I think Lloyd was there. Uh, if you remember old Scott, who used to be uh, showing up at the Arcadia Stamp Show. He he went to a uh, army surplus auction or something like that, and he got him for the Iraq War, and it was exactly the same one side. It looked like Saddam Hussein ten dinar bill, and on the other side it said, "Present this to your the closest soldier, and he will give you a nice meal and treat you nice, and you know you can stop fighting." And uh, it, they actually had pictures. I don't know how good this worked during the Korean War. I don't think it worked very well. But during the Iraq War, they'd show these people surrendering. They'd show people coming, and they didn't come forward with their hands up. They'd come forward, and they'd be waving little pieces of paper. And nobody really, you know, reported on what these little pieces of paper were, but these little pieces of paper were those. They were notes saying, this is your free pass to a free meal at the, you know, POW camp, and we're going to treat you nice. And uh, so they were really great. I know that the Iraq ones sell for between five and fifteen bucks. I'm guessing that this one was significantly more than that. Um, not really. Really? Um, well, I, I got a really good deal because I knew the dealer, but um, he had a he had a price of uh, I want to say I want to say twenty dollars on it. Wow, that's cheap. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, and of course, then I got a discount off of that. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was Flashed really, your little baby blue eyes at yeah, him. Yeah, it was he, really he just neat. melted. It was really him. neat to see. And then the third thing I got is a cover uh, with uh, Indochina Indochina stamps on it, and uh, it's uh, Paravion via so airmail via Saigon and Marseille. And it's got all the proper cancellations for Saigon and Marseille. And Cash, why don't you read us who it's addressed to? No, oh, let's see. Legion France de. No, no. Oh, Up above that. <laughs> oh, to the president. Monsieur, le- Monsieur de la Présidente. De la. So uh, it's the president of the French Foreign Legion or the French yeah. Legion? The French Foreign Legion. Yeah. And it's for the Croix de Guerre. Yeah. Which is the the, uh, the one of their highest medals, and so obviously somebody over in Vietnam had earned or was being submitted or nominated for that medal, and so they sent the letter back to France. And obviously they're approval. qualified because whenever anybody gets a Victoria Cross or Croix de Guerre or Purple Heart or something like that, it's usually because you lose the battle. <laughs> But anyway, I thought that was really kind of neat. Yeah. And uh, so I, I just picked that up because I thought it was super cool. Cool. Well, does anybody... And I bought some stamps. A couple of the little stories out of the APS show. First of all, uh, Warren Buffett was there. And I'm going to paste onto the back of this the uh, Warren Buffett episode. So you can all hear about investments. But Warren Buffett was there, and I'm going to send him some uh, four-cent airmail stamps to try to get his autograph on. Well, he showed up, and he walked around the stamp show, and he looked at some of the exhibits, 
And he was very friendly. A lot of people got their pictures taken with him. And uh, he stayed for maybe 45 minutes or an hour, walking around, talking to people. Very, very nice, very personable, and uh, very approachable. Oh, I thought it was fantastic that he uh, allowed people to take all the selfies and everything with him. What day was he there? Sunday. Sunday. Ah. I know, I wasn't there either. I left Sunday, uh, Sunday morning, and he showed up Sunday afternoon. I totally missed it. I was looking at stamps like a madman. Yeah. Same you, thing with the. What you uh, get for leaving early? Yeah. Same thing with the first day ceremony. I missed the. I, I heard it going on with the military dogs. You know, I and I did it, and I, I always go to the first day ceremonies, and then I get autographs of all the dealers and everything, mm-hmm. and I didn't get any autographs. It's sitting there totally unblemished by any signatures, and it was like, oh man, I screwed up. Could have got your picture taken with a dog. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I had a dog there. Yeah. So there was something else at that show that I don't know if you knew about. Uh, the Union Pacific brought in their big boy. Oh, yep. The big boy is uh, is a steam engine, a steam locomotive engine. And uh, it's a, Nebraska's train country. Uh, lots of trains pass through there. And uh, so when they brought that by, they actually bussed people over to see. Yeah, and the bus that they took them over on was a little train. Yeah. So uh, if you didn't know, the Union Union Pacific did sponsor the show this year. Mm. And that was part of their marketing to get people to go. Oh, and then they should have done like the the issue for the Golden Spike there then instead of – well, they did it actually actual – yeah, Intercontinental Railroad site, but it if, was if if Union Pacific was sponsoring it, they they could have had a second first day ceremony at or a real release ceremony or something. For those of you who don't know about the Big Boy, it has uh, sixteen sets of drivers on it, mm. and it's so long that it's hinged in the middle to go around <laughs> curves. Well. Yeah, isn't it like the longest steam or largest steam locomotive? As far as I know, it's, uh, I believe, a 4884 is its uh, wow, correct. <laughs> designation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just an amazing machine. By the way, 4884, for those people who don't know, that's the number of wheels in each location. So it has yeah. four wheels, then it has eight wheels, then it has eight wheels, then it has four wheels. So that's a lot of wheels. Yes. Wheels on the train go round and round. And then there's a story about the C3A. Well, you tell that because I didn't hear that. Oh, there was an avi- There's an aviation museum in, uh, in Iowa. It was, you know, Omaha, Nebraska is just across the river from Iowa. And I what st- river is that? I stayed in Iowa for the show. So did I. Yeah. So did I. And that is the Missouri River for Missouri those who are geographically challenged. Huh? The Missouri the River? Yep. I thought it was, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was plot too. Yeah. Anyway, um, so the this aviation museum had a C3A on display and they you know had the security and everything and they wanted to send it off for a certificate but the certificates were incredibly expensive they wanted to go to the PF and uh they were going to charge like a $1000 a thousand plus transportation and everything like that and so they said you know we're going to wait cuz the APS show is coming here so the APS show came there and I'm going to apologize but I heard the story that it was Ken Martin and I really like Ken Martin, so I'm going to give him credit for it. But uh, Ken Martin, along with some other APS people, went to this aviation museum to, you know, talk to him about the C3A. 
And immediately on walking in, they said, it's fake. Didn't have to take it out or anything because it was the wrong size. It wasn't the C3 stamp. It was like the uh, 15 cent Molly uh, Dolly Madison stamp. It was a like 75% size. And so the, uh, it, it was a rather sad story for the little aviation museum because they wanted to sell it for like $300,000 and it turns out it's not worth anything. But that was a little thing that happened also. So for the uh, geographically challenged, the border of Iowa and Nebraska in Omaha is the Missouri River. It is Missouri. The oh, Platte okay. River is on the other side of town. Oh, okay. <laughs> so if you stayed in Iowa, you were across the Missouri. Oh, okay. And if you stayed on the west end of town, then you were across the Platte. And Dawn couldn't be here today because she's feeling ill, but... Um, she actually showed up on Thursday and then on Friday and Saturday went into Iowa to visit her family. So she got bit by that Nebraska jitterbug we talked about a week or two ago. <laughs> yeah, <there. laughs> but I do have a, a sad tale. I was in Omaha and I didn't have a steak. I did. It was actually pretty good. You did? You had an Omaha steak? But was it an Omaha steak? Well, yeah. By definition, it was. I was in Denver. On driving back, I stopped in Denver, and I had an omelet. And it was a Denver omelet. Oh, on our way. uh, You can give a shout-out. What's the opposite of a shout-out? Keep your mouth shut. A raspberry? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A raspberry? Anyway, on our way out, we stayed in Sterling, Colorado. And we stayed at, uh, I forget the name of the hotel, but we called it the Death Hotel because it looked like uh, something out of a mystery. Did did you get sterling silver there? Uh, (laughs) Since you had a Denver omelet in Denver, did you get sterling silver in sterling? Well, first thing is, my battery died in sterling, Colorado. And that was the high point (laughs) of our visit. The, the, it, it, I don't. Hey, if if we have an audience in Sterling, Colorado, my hat goes off to you because I could not survive there. Well, yeah, they probably all live in the state prison there. Oh, we (laughs) we we were at the hotel. There's a state prison, and then there's like a large vacant lot, and then there's our hotel. And our hotel looked like something out of a murder mystery. And you, uh, we got there, and we opened our door, and the first thing that hits you is the smell of cows and an incredibly high population of flies. And it was just, oh, my goodness. But driving around the little inside of the city, really cute little town with the, you know these buildings that were all built in the 1880s, 1870s, 1890s that are still up. But, oh, that was... Uh, Flies in the smell. The flies in the smell and the death hotel. And the dead battery. Phone battery, car battery. Car battery. Uh Yeah. So, but other than that, we stayed in uh, a place that uh, Lloyd told me about. Oh, the Western Star? Yeah, Western Star in Rifle, Colorado. Colorado. The place is fantastic. I love that place. Mm -hmm. Oh. That place. I wanted to stay there too, but that air show had it was uh, it was sold out. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I we mm-hmm. lucked out then because we came a couple day. We drove through a couple days after you did. Mm-hmm. 
cute as hell, just fantastic little Western star in Rifle, Colorado. Big shout out to you because you guys are great. They have great motel soap. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> they, they have these little environmental soap. And it, 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 it's hard to explain. But if you go there, grab a couple handfuls of soap. I went there and said, the guy who uh, uh, referred me to you said that your soap is really great. And he said, oh, well, here. give." And he gave you a, a cup full of soap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. Rifle Colorado, fantastic. Sterling, Colorado. Not so much. Not so much. <laughs> well, since we're doing a little travelogue here, I'd, there's a Jocelyn Art Museum in Omaha, which is a small museum up to the Plimsoll line with really good stuff as long as you stay to the left of the entrance, which is where the uh, Renaissance and Old Masters are. And they have a surprisingly good collection of, uh, you know, medieval, well, not medieval so much, but... Uh, Renaissance. Yeah, Renaissance. Or late and, medieval, and, yeah. And some nice uh, Impressionist items also. The... Um, they had a chair exhibit while I was there yeah. over by the Modern Art Park, which was surprisingly good. And as far as the modern art collection was concerned, I just kind of peeked around the corner, and, you know, it's the same old trash you see everywhere. So, But, but it's a free museum, and as I said, the collection was surprisingly good for a, a small art museum in a gorgeous Art Deco building. No. Yeah. And the uh, zoo seems pretty popular there, too. Oh, yeah, the zoo. Yeah. <laughs> zoo that, that zoo is actually one of the better ones outside of the San Diego Zoo. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's definitely worth seeing if you have an extra day well, in Omaha. It just so happened that two people, two stamp collectors, were wandering around and saw each other, right? That's right. Yeah, something like that. Our eyes locked. <laughs> From across the, the monkey cage. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mark and Lloyd saw, uh, met each other at the... Uh, yeah, zoo Omaha in zoo. Omaha, yep. just mm-hmm. off the beaten track. I yep. went to the zoo too, but I didn't go very much into it. Oh. Yeah. yeah, they have a very large indoor rainforest. Oh, that was fantastic, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Right. It's a big, huge geodesic dome. Right. And it, it's just amazing. And they had these, uh, uh, I mean, of course, the animals are far away from you because they're you know, you're you're on walkways and so forth, but the and bats, animals, yeah. yeah. But the bats are right there. <laughs> I mean, you can literally reach out and grab a bat out of the air. <laughs> Any other cool stuff? Did you do anything? I worked. We waited 45 minutes for hors d'oeuvres at a hotel. Oh yes, great uh, service. Just any <laughs> split service there. Sterling uh, had, had yeah. some generally good food. I mean. Uh, Oh, did you go yeah. to the mattress factory? I yeah. did not. Spaghetti Works, yeah. They, oh, they Spaghetti have, Works. Spaghetti Works was great. Right. They have a salad bar in back of a, an old pickup truck. Yes. Except that you can tell you're in the Midwest because the salad bar had potato chips and pretzels on it. Yep. And Bacos. <laughs> and, well, Bacos, I, I forgive them for the Bacos, but yeah. the uh, potato chips. <laughs> that's Potato chips is a topping. Yeah. So, uh, any last things? Uh, otherwise, I went on- to Circus Circus. Hey, I was here. That's not bad. Took the girls to Adventure Dome for the uh, end of summer ah. blowout. Yeah, when do they go back to school? Next week. Next week, yeah. Monday, Monday, Monday. So, you didn't go anywhere other than the show, Scott? 
Well, I I have family that lives in Omaha, and so I got to spend some time with my family. Oh, that's a big one, yeah. I met your brother. Yeah, he actually came to the show two different days. Yep. Came Friday and Saturday and listened to both of my seminars. Yeah, we did two seminars. The uh, one that hopefully you listened to last week, and the one that you will hopefully be listening to next week. He was... um, very interested in the exhibits. He enjoyed that part of the show very much because he isn't a stamp collector, and he he probably you could probably turn him into a stamp collector, but because he's not, he thought the exhibits were one of the greatest attractions to him. I will be honest. I think that the exhibits right now are better than at any other time because we do not follow FIP rules. We follow WSP rules. And WSP rules allow you the treatment to put non-philatelic stuff in the frames. FIP does not allow non-philatelic stuff in the frames. World Series of Poker? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What does WSP stand for? World Series of Philately. And then FIP is Philately International something. something. Is that a Belgium? Yeah. Some Belgian words. But yeah, it's French. (laughs) Anyway, so... uh, the pe- and another weird thing is people aren't putting their exhibits on eight and a half by eleven sheets of paper anymore. They're putting them on double sheets, so they're tw- uh, eight and a half, uh, they're six, seventeen inches by eleven by 11, seventeen. Eleven by seventeen. Well, yeah. One of the, one, I was talking to an and they exhibitor. look much better. I was talking to an exhibitor, and uh, I forget. I think it's the FIP that does not allow. Uh, large covers to be displayed horizontally uh, unless they're on a single sheet of paper. Yep. So the double sheets of paper are uh, becoming more and more common. Well, the thing with the double sheets of paper also is you can have like two covers and a picture and then a write-up and make it look all like it flows together. Whereas if you have to break it onto two separate sheets... It disrupts the flow of it. And I am going to do that with a lot of my stuff because the double sheet just allows you to do so much more with an exhibit. And people are doing that. They're doing so much more with their exhibits. And you look at it and go, well, my my favorite story was one where uh, a person had a private dye medicine. And it talked about the companies and what they sold and where they were and all the weird stuff that was going on in the 1860s with all these so, medical companies. Stories. Stories. And of course, Kaz is interested. That's a- and he got a terrible award. Then he took all that out and it shows a stamp. And underneath the stamp it says, one of two known. And he gets a gold. And I go, that's the exact opposite of what I think stamp collecting is. I mean, we're here on oh, this absolutely. podcast. And, you know, we could talk about, you know, how to differentiate perf 11 from perf 10. And we could put all you guys to sleep. But, I mean, instead we're talking about Bass Reeves and tube socks. Oh, which, by the way, tube socks. I had two people walk up at the APS show and they said they were uh, serious listeners. And then they mentioned tube socks. And I go... If you mention tube socks, you're more than a serious listener. You are you are the ultimate listeners. Well, you know, tube socks used to be manufactured in Omaha. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> of course they were. 
Uh, just so you know, you said you were calling them double sheets. Um, 11 by 17 is uh, tabloid size. Ah. Is what it's commonly referred to. Well, I'm going to be remounting a lot of my pages. When I worked in construction, we did use that a lot. Oh, but but the, the exhibits just look so great now. I got. Can I make one more comment? No. I hold, on, make, hold on. I don't know. Uh, I want to make a shout out to Marcel. He completed his degree program and has graduated. Which Marcel? And is that Marcel Sleeker? Marcel Sleeker. Oh, good. Our, our good friend from the Netherlands. And uh, so congratulations to him on his well-earned degree. And we hope to see him sometime soon. Yes. Shout out to Marcel. Good job. If it come out again, Vegas should be more exciting than Orange County was. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. This has been Stamp Show here today, episode number 228. This was Tom. And Cash. And Scott. And Mark. And Lloyd. You have been listening to Stamp Show here today, seeking to advance all levels of the stamp collecting hobby through news, information, and collecting advice. Visit us at stampshowheretoday.com to listen to the show, view images of the items we are talking about, and read the show notes. You can also continue the conversation on Facebook at Stamp Show Here Today and on Twitter at Stamp Show HT. If you have questions or comments about the show or have any topics you would like us to discuss, you can email us at stampshowheretoday at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, keep collecting. Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.